Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Filling in for the guys tonight, I'm Tyler Rocky. They were in for Greeny earlier today. Miss any of that? Check out the podcast on the Black and Abdallah podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Got a lot of quarterback stuff I want to get to today. Also, of course, got some things going on with the Bulls as well. And hey, we've got some basketball down at the United Center that's been pretty great so far. So I'll give you a little bit of college basketball talk as well. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on into the conversation tonight here on Bleck and Abdallah. Um, so we've had, you know, it's been a, an interesting off season in the NFL, right? We've got What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? What's going on with Lamar Jackson? A little bit of a lackluster coaching carousel this time around. Only a a handful of openings, only a handful of general manager openings as well. So we didn't get our drama there. Now we are instead being treated to some drama on the player front, specifically with quarterbacks, right? You've got San Francisco finished second in the NFC last year. And they told their starting quarterback from the beginning of the year, or I should say their second starting quarterback from the beginning of the year, hey, you know what? We don't want you anymore. Move on. We will do that. We will. It's been nice having you. Thank you for taking us to a Super Bowl. Thank you for taking us to a couple NFC Championships games. But it is time to move on. So no more Jimmy Garoppolo in the fold as it is fit in the NFC with the San Francisco 49ers. Then we, of course, have whatever the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, is he going to be a Packer? Is he not going to be a Packer? It seems like we finally hit our tipping point. You know, I was was a victim last year. I thought, you know, this could be a real opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to leave. It felt like we were trending that way. I was wrong, very wrong on that front. Instead, he's rewarded with an $150 million contract. Over the span of three years, right? Average annual value of $50 million per year. So this is a quarterback carousel that is spinning unlike we've seen in off seasons past, right? One thing that we see oftentimes with quarterbacks, there is no movement, nothing happening, nothing at all. It is you sign a guy and that's your guy for life until his contract is done and he is either moving on to be a backup somewhere or... It's it's time for him to retire. Usually you don't see a lot of movement among quarterbacks, but we are getting that now with what seems inevitable with Aaron Rodgers and the tipping point, and it looks like he is going to be a New York Jets sooner rather than later. Then we've got Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson, and maybe he's in the early stages of what Aaron Rodgers from a movement standpoint where all right, there's some friction between him and the team in terms of getting a deal done. How much is he wanted by the team? How much does he want to be with the team as well? Maybe there's some friction there. Will we see Lamar Jackson in a Baltimore Raven uniform heading into next season? That's kind of the the biggest cloud right now hanging over the offseason. So 
I look at the situation we've got in Green Bay, the situation we've got in Baltimore. You as a Bears fan, what are you more intrigued by this offseason? Where Aaron Rodgers ends up or where Lamar Jackson ends up? Because you may say, well, that the answer there is easy, right? The answer there is simple. It's Aaron Rodgers. He is the one that's being shipped out of the division. You will not face him two times a year. We finally have gotten rid of the Wicked Witch, right? The guy who's been a pain in your side for so many years as a Bears fan. But to me, I think where Lamar Jackson ends up is actually going to be the bigger story for the offseason for the Bears. And here's why. There are a bevy, an absolute bevy of quarterbacks right now in the AFC. You go down the list. You've got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. You've got young, other young and upcoming stars like a Justin Herbert, like Trevor Lawrence. Seems like the Colts and Texans are each going to draft somebody. Deshaun Watson still hanging in the balance there. Tua Tungavailoa had a nice season with the Dolphins before the concussions set in there. What's maybe happening with Kenny Pickett? Could he be a viable option? Who's going to be the quarterback of the Raiders? Denver Broncos, is Sean Payton going to revive the career of Russell Wilson as well? There are quarterbacks top to bottom right now in the AFC. Lamar Jackson could be the one coming to the NFC. Because when you look at the quarterback list in the NFC right now, it is an extremely unimpressive group. Extremely. Right now, I think head and shoulders above everybody else is Jalen Hurts. But then after that, crickets. Who is second in the NFC in terms of quarterbacks right now? Is it Geno Smith who just re-upped with the Seattle Seahawks on a three-year, $105 million deal? Is it Dak Prescott? Do you believe in Dak? Maybe you believe in the guy who I think is, is Dak with a horn on his helmet instead of a star, Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff had a fantastic season last year, but is he truly the future in Detroit? Trey Lance, can he be the guy? Brock Purdy, what, what's happening in San Francisco? Maybe Kyle Shanahan. Just whoever's under the wing of Kyle Shanahan there you believe in as the second best. Matt Stafford, can he come back with the Rams and put together a season that we saw that was good enough to bring the Rams to a Super Bowl. Everything is sort of up in limbo right now in the NFC. And I think we'll ultimately see a guy like Lamar Jackson find his way into the NFC. And that's where things get really, really interesting. Because now, as a Bears fan, you look at what the rest of the conference looks like. And sure, in the short term, yes, Seeing Aaron Rodgers leave the division, probably most notable, right, for this upcoming season and maybe one more after that. And maybe after that, he calls it quits. But for the long-term aspect, which is what we're looking at here as Bears fans, right, we just started a rebuild, and now you're in phase two. Phase two of let's be in the hunt and look to be a playoff contender for this upcoming season. Lamar Jackson coming to the NFC would cloud up a lot of things. And, and there are some candidates there. There are certainly some candidates within the confines of the NFC that could be looking for the services of a Lamar Jackson. We've heard the Washington Commander's name be thrown out there, the Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, and I, I know 
There was the reports the other day that all these teams weren't interested. I'd imagine we'll see some of those teams doing about face on what happened and what is the true interest level in Lamar Jackson. You're talking about a 26-year-old quarterback who is not far removed from an MVP season, and I get there's lingering injury issues as well. Was he truly sitting out last year because he was hurt, or was he truly hurting or was he truly sitting out last season because he was hurting for a contract? Which was it? And I'm sure some team is ultimately going to get to the bottom of it. But if Lamar Jackson makes his way over to the NFC, and listen, it may not be this year. It may be next year. Because remember, currently as we sit, Lamar Jackson is beholden to the franchise tag, which would mean he can... Do this whole song and dance again next year and be a true free agent. And if he's a true free agent, maybe some of these situations iron themselves out a little bit. Maybe Tampa Bay gets themselves out of cap hell and puts together an offer and tries out to go and get someone like Lamar Jackson. Wouldn't that be exciting? Seeing Lamar with some of those weapons down there in Tampa Bay, if they don't sell everything off, that sure would be a lot of fun. Lamar Jackson, I mean... Could he end up in San Francisco? Do they determine Trey Lance isn't the guy? Brock Purdy, it's been fun. It's been nice. But you're not Lamar Jackson. Could it be the Rams? How about the the Los Angeles Rams? Matthew Stafford, how many more years does he have left in him? Can Lamar Jackson go in and work with Sean McVay to create one of the most dynamic offenses you'll see in the NFL? All of this being put together here, right? And you think to yourself, well, the NFC, given what we know right now, feels very open over the course of these next handful of years. Could the Bears be that team that emerges in the NFC and go toe-to-toe with the Eagles for the foreseeable future? Or could Lamar Jackson really come in and throw a wrench in the plans of what the Bears want to do building for the future. But what do you think? Who is the most intriguing domino for the future of the Chicago Bears in the quarterback carousel as we see fit? Is it Lamar Jackson or is it Aaron Rodgers? Because to me, I see it as Lamar. And I I came on this show a couple weeks ago and we were talking about some of the agents of chaos for the upcoming NFL offseason. And I said to myself, you know, I really do think it is Lamar Jackson. And this is when things were a little more uncertain about his situation. We thought, oh, yeah, he'll get the franchise tag and ultimately have to go back and play with the the Baltimore Ravens. But this is a little bit different now because I feel like the Ravens don't have as much leverage as they may think they have. I do think with the franchise tag, the team holds the cards In every other of the 21 positions, except for the quarterback. Because when the quarterback, and you saw it last year, if Baltimore has to roll out without Lamar Jackson and they are forced to go out there every single night or every single Sunday with Tyler Huntley as opposed to Lamar Jackson, they're going to find themselves in some trouble next year. And they certainly will not be a playoff team. And they certainly will be looking for a new quarterback of the future in that upcoming draft. Lamar Jackson holds the power here, even though this is a situation where franchise tag, usually the player cedes some of the power there as bargained in the collective bargaining agreement, but this is different. 
when you're the quarterback, the most important position in all of sports, right? You hear that phrase time and time again, most important position in all of sports. This is where you're seeing the true power of the quarterback. If he sits out, he's going to be able to to really stick it to the Ravens. Even, Even if he doesn't accrue the service time, the Ravens will see we can't win here. And we're going to have to try to find something else. Or we're going to have to go out and try to find an offer that suits both Lamar as well as the Ravens. So what do you think? Who is the more intriguing character this offseason in the NFL? Is it Lamar Jackson or is it Aaron Rodgers? Which is more interesting to you where they end up for this upcoming offseason? 312-332-3776. Tyler Aki sitting in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hey, do you want to enjoy the most savings on Blackhawks hockey next season? Purchase a full or half season ticket plan right now and you can save up to 20% off single game ticket prices. Plus, no ticket fees ever. So lock in your seat for the most games with the greatest savings at Blackhawks.com slash memberships before tickets go on sale to the general public this summer. Become a Blackhawks member and enjoy a full suite of exclusive benefits like concession and retail discounts, game swap flexibility, special events, and much more. Secure yours at blackhawks.com slash memberships you're listening to black and abdallah on espn chicago chicago's home for sports follow the show on twitter at chris black and at adam a abdallah the night coming up at 6.50 a little around 6.50 and you'll want to be listening tonight because there is a chance to win so be sure to be plugged in for the song of the night around 6.50 right here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight they were in for Greeny from 10 to noon right here on ESPN 1000 so be sure to check that out on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. been talking a little bit of quarterback carousel, right? Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers are the two names that have sort of captivated everybody in what is going to happen this offseason. They kind of hold the cards to the biggest moves that teams can make this offseason. Lamar and Aaron Rodgers. But which to you is more impactful for the, the nature of the NFL, right? It seems like it's a done deal. It's a foregone conclusion that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet sooner rather than later. Lamar Jackson, that's the wild card right now. Where is Lamar going to end up when we get to week one next season? Is he going to be an unhappy camper out with the Baltimore Ravens? Or maybe he'll be a happy camper when he gets a new contract. Or is he going to be somewhere else? And remember, Baltimore, they will be getting some sort of package in return if he is not their quarterback. And they're going to have to sort out what they're going to do at the quarterback position moving forward. But 312-332-3776, which is the more significant move this offseason? Is it Lamar or is it Aaron Rodgers? And who would you rather have on your team? Would you rather... Go and give up the the pair of picks to get Lamar plus hand him a contract? Or would you rather go out and try to make a move for Aaron Rodgers this offseason? 
3776. Pat's in Mount Prospect. What's going on, Pat? Hey, it's uh, I got a fear that what if Aaron Rodgers is tied to Lamar Jackson? What about a dark horse candidate? Green Bay, they're picking middle of the first round the next probably two years. Set defense, good running game. I mean, maybe it's a paranoid, tortured Bears fan, but what if we lose Aaron Rodgers and they gain a Lamar Jackson? Or the Detroit Lions with multiple first-round picks? I think we have to fear him possibly coming to our division. I don't think you're totally wrong there, Pat, and appreciate the phone call there. You know, he brings up the option of the Packers. He brings up the, the option of the Detroit Lions. I think that the Lions would be more likely than the Packers just because the Packers have Jordan Love waiting in the wings. And it seems like the NFL does not adhere to the sunk cost theory. Sometimes it's just better to to get rid of something, even if you have invested heavily in it. And that's what the Packers did when they went out and drafted Jordan Love in the first round a couple of years ago. It doesn't seem like a team like the Packers or any NFL team is willing to move on from that commodity. Whereas the Lions, things probably feel a little bit more flexible there, and they could potentially move on from Jared Goff if Lamar Jackson makes sense for them financially and maybe in terms of what type of capital you'd have to give up to go out and get a Lamar. And let me tell you, that Detroit Lions team with Lamar Jackson, that's a scary proposition. And that is a team that, you know, I talk about it with the Jets, right? I think the Jets are in kind of the inverse situation of the rookie quarterback. You always hear this in the NFL. You have to win or at least push all your chips to the middle of the table when your quarterback is on a rookie deal. You've heard that here in Chicago with Justin Fields. He's on the rookie deal. All right, these next couple of years, strike while the iron's hot. This is your best chance to go out and win a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, you can do this sort of in the inverse way, which is what I think the Jets are sort of doing. The Jets, you look at their roster, all young talent, right? They had three Rookie of the Year candidates on their roster last year. They have a couple more guys that are on rookie deals in the trenches for them as well on both the offensive and defensive line. They're a young team, so you can do this the inverse way. You've got all these young pieces for you, so you can spend on the quarterback, especially if it's short-term, only for the next two years with Aaron. You can go out and you can spend that top-level money on a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Now you look at Detroit, kind of a similar situation there. You've got a young team. You've got a young stud on the defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson. You've got a young stud on the offensive line, a couple of young studs on the offensive line. You've got young receivers. I'm on Ross St. Brown, rookie deal. You've got Jamison Williams, rookie deal right now. You've got some pieces on both sides of the ball that are all very young. So Detroit, if you can somehow get rid of Jared Goff's contract, and maybe this ends up being a swap that is made with the Lamar Jackson move. But if you can kind of swap quarterbacks there, all of a sudden you are in a position to pay for a Lamar Jackson because you have all this young talent around you and you haven't invested a whole lot of money in your roster, so you can go out and invest in the quarterback. And I think that would be, for Bears fans, that would be an extremely scary proposition if Lamar Jackson is the next quarterback of the the Detroit Lions. That would frighten me. 
because all the other pieces are sort of there. And you got to go face Lamar Jackson twice a year. That's not something I would want to be signing up for if I'm a Bears fan right there. 312-332-3776. Which move is going to be more significant this offseason? Do you think it will be Aaron Rodgers departing the division and going to what seems like the New York Jets? Or do you think it's going to be whatever happens with Lamar Jackson, where he could end up? 312-332-3776. Tyler Aki sitting in for Black and Abdallah tonight here on ESPN 1000. Let's go to Minnesota where we find Ken. What's going on, Ken? Hey, Tyler, thanks for taking my call, man. Of course. Hey, look, uh, I'm in agreement with Pat, you know, because that's not a far-fetched deal. I work in Minnesota. I'm a truck driver, and I hit the docks. I got my Gavin Hester jersey on. I got my Peyton jersey on. We're talking football. And most of the guys have got a lot of Packer fans up here, and they stuck a fork at Aaron Rodgers before the season started last year. So they were done with him. Uh Seeing him take off is not a big deal. What I was, what crossed my mind is Jordan don't work out. Jordan Love don't work out. They're going to have first-round picks to pick up a, a Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? So that's not a far-fetched deal. And you're right. That would be horrifying. But it also would be exciting, like watching Barry Sanders, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's like a two-edged sword. But, you know, like I said, man, to me, that's a thought. I, I can see him in the NFC division by far. You, you're, I think you kind of hit it on the, the head there, Ken. Like, you can appreciate what Lamar Jackson and his potential could be like in Detroit while also saying, damn it, I wish he wasn't playing against our team, right? Like, it, two yep. things can be true there. I mean, I'm, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a Barry Sanders fan, you know, and, and I respect those guys' games, you know, but the thing is is that it's not far-fetched to see that guy going to Green Bay. It could happen if they give up the draft picks, they get rid of Aaron Rodgers' contract, just take up the bulk of it uh, next year. It's a deal. It can work out, you know, so – I'm not saying it's a possibility. I, for one, wouldn't want to see it happen. But that's something that's been swimming in the back of my mind. Could it happen? Could uh, Lamar Jackson end up in Green Bay? Oh, for sure, man. I don't, I don't think that's an impossibility. I think that's more of a probability than anything. Yeah, Ken, appreciate the phone call there. And, and safe travels on the road. You mentioned you're a truck driver there. Uh, I look at what's, what could happen and the like if i'm kind of sifting through the most likely situations within the the division of where lamar jackson could end up listen i don't think it's very likely that he ends up with with the chicago bears i think it's an intriguing possibility and it's one that i would not say no to either if he were to potentially become a chicago bear um but you look at the packers the lions the Vikings, and then on top of that, the Bears. In terms of the most likely, I would probably say it's the Lions. Again, I don't think any of these are super likely, but I think there's a few that are possibilities. The Vikings and Kirk Cousins, and again, this wouldn't be something that would happen this offseason, I'd imagine. It would maybe be something next offseason. We heard the rumblings, too, that the Vikings are going to part ways, it seems like, with Adam Thielen to clear some cap space there. I think a lot of that is to make room because you're going to have to hand out 
the most expensive wide receiver contract we've ever seen to Justin Jefferson, and rightfully so. But that's going to take up a lot of your cap space. And then how much can you? How much wiggle room are you going to have to go out and sign someone like Lamar Jackson? And if he does want the fully guaranteed deal, a la Deshaun Watson that we saw last offseason, then you, you've created another mess in terms of trying to make the, the dollars and cents work there. But when you look at Lamar... Uh, to the Vikings, I think it's an intriguing possibility, but financially, I don't know if it's going to work out too well. So that's why I would put the Packers second there. You know, Keyshawn, uh, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max earlier today, he talked about the Bears, right? And, and the possibility of Lamar Jackson. And this all kind of stems from what Bill Barnwell put out yesterday. Mock trades for 16 different teams of Lamar Jackson. And it, the Bears landed on that list. And this is what Keyshawn had to say this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max about if Lamar going to the Bears made any sense at all. Then it's in terms of Lamar Jackson to Chicago. What does Chicago? Why would I want to be in Chicago and ain't got nothing? Right. Not and a why would I? And why would I want to trade for Lamar Jackson? I ain't got nothing. Right. If I'm Ryan Poe, why would I, I? Yeah, I want him, but why would I pay a guy fifty plus million dollars? 230-something guaranteed, and I ain't got nothing around him. And especially if you're Lamar Jackson. And we're young, and we're like we're not ready for him yet. Yeah, he may be 26 now. You play for that Chicago Bears team the way it is now, you'll be 86 trying yes. to play behind those guys. Yeah, so it doesn't, make, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. If- now, now, here's where I would retort to, to what Keyshawn said there. I still think if the Bears were to bring in Lamar Jackson, right, at any sort of price— you look at what you could still build around. Like, let's not discount what the Bears have right now. An unprecedented amount of cap space. You can get Lamar Jackson and then some. And I know, you don't have to spend all your cap space this year. You can roll over some dollars as well. But it's not like, oh, it's Lamar Jackson and then you've used all $100 on your gift card there, right? You can get Lamar Jackson and then some. If you really wanted to, you can still go out and sign Orlando Brown if he ends up hitting the the open market. You can still have some leftover change to go find a defensive lineman. And oh, by the way, you've got draft picks on draft picks on draft picks. I mean, I saw the Bears even got an extra one today, an added seventh rounder. Not that that's going to make or break your franchise there in the seventh round as a, as a supplemental pick, but they, they just were handed a draft pick is literally a just because, because the NFL has to hand out 32 supplemental draft picks and they had two left over. So they go by draft order. The bears got one, the Texans got another. So you're going to have draft capital. You're going to still have the number one overall pick that you can turn into more picks as well. So all of this is super intriguing to me about where Lamar Jackson could potentially end up. And what's most intriguing to you? 312-332-3776. Lamar or Aaron Rodgers, where they end up. We'll take more of your calls. And also, I've got some thoughts on the Bulls as well. You know, the Bulls had a big win last night against the Denver Nuggets. But they're still running in place. And I think some of it has to do with who the head coach is. We'll do all that when we come back. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah tonight on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. 
Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Tyler Rocky sitting in for Black and Abdallah tonight on ESPN 1000. If you missed any of what they did today, they were on from 10 to noon for Greenie. Check it out on the Black and Abdallah podcast page, wherever you get your podcast. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us here on the program tonight up until 8 o'clock. Also, don't forget, Song of the Night coming up around 650 you're going to want to be listening if you want a chance to win some tickets tonight here on Black and Abdallah. 312-332-3776. I want to get into a little Bulls conversation because yesterday the Chicago Bulls got a victory over the Denver Nuggets, convincing one for the Bulls. And this is kind of what we've seen, right? More of the same, it feels like, for the Chicago Bulls. They can shock you at times with some of the victories they've pulled off. You think about some of the success they've had against Boston. You think about some of the success they've had this season against Milwaukee. And now they go out and beat the Denver Nuggets last night. Not just beating the Nuggets. They beat the Denver Nuggets on the road as well. The The Western Conference leading Denver Nuggets currently with a seven-game separation over the next best team out West. They have been dominant all season long. Handed them one of their 20 losses so far this season. But they're still... Lingering problems. Listen, I'm at the point now with the Bulls, have been for a couple weeks and months now, where I'm on my my drive for five. Drive to get to the five. And I'm not talking about the five seed. I'm talking about the fifth worst record in the NBA because that would ensure that the Bulls have a 42% chance of maintaining their pick for this upcoming NBA draft in a year where there are four outstanding players that you could pick and four potential all-stars, maybe even franchise-altering guys in this upcoming NBA draft. It's loaded, loaded at the top. Now, if the Bulls do end up fifth and end up with the lottery balls saying that they are the fifth pick, they, of course, will not be getting their draft because of the Nikola Vucevic trade. But there's still a 42% chance. And with the disaster of a season that the Bulls have had this year, Saying that you've got a 42% chance of landing someone franchise-altering feels pretty good. feels like a pretty high percentage when you put it into that context. But I still think there's some looming problems here, right? I look at one thing, and it kind of triggers a memory that I had last night. I was at the Big Ten tournament last night. Ohio State-Wisconsin was sitting there with Shea Norling for that game. And then we got to the nightcap, Minnesota and Nebraska. And why is that significant? Well, it's significant because the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers is Fred Hoiberg. And Fred Hoiberg, as you remember, once upon a time was the Bulls head coach, made the leap up to the pros and has promptly returned back to college. And it's something that I'm wondering about with Billy Donovan. You know, he doesn't want to go through rebuilds, right? There are a number, a number of fantastic college jobs out there for this upcoming offseason. You look at what happened today at Georgetown. No more Patrick Ewing. Georgetown, chance to go lead an all-time great program back. Texas is a job that is open right now. 
And you know what? I know there's an interim filled right now at Syracuse with Adrian Red Autry. But if Billy Donovan were to become available, I think they would listen. I think they would give it a listen if Billy Donovan were to hit the market. But there was an article that came out from Jeff Goodman of Stadium and the Field of 68 a couple months ago. This was when Chris Beard was dismissed from his job at Texas. And it was about who are the potential candidates to replace Chris Beard at Texas. And one of the names that was on that list was Billy Donovan's name. And Goodman's a pretty plugged-in guy. And I wonder, I know, Billy Donovan just re-upped, signed a new contract at the beginning of the year that they decided not to tell us about. But I wonder if this is something that Billy Donovan would entertain. And you may say, oh, nobody goes back to college willingly. But does Billy Donovan really want to stomach another rebuild here? Or would he opt out if it meant a chance to go back to college and go to a significant program as well? You know, Billy has been one of... The things that I've actually been a a Billy defender for the most part up until recently, up until this season. I've been team Billy, but you look at some of the things that have transpired this season, the blowing 20 plus point leads. And listen, I know Billy doesn't break a shot out there. He doesn't make a shot out there. But Billy Donovan, you're the one in charge of making sure that 20 plus point leads are not blown. The Bulls have blown three leads of 21 or more points this year. And that's the most of any team in all of basketball right now. That cannot happen, and that is a coaching thing in my eyes. Another thing, too, is accountability. Patrick Beverly has come in here and been a little bit of a disruptor in that locker room. And now you've got stars on the team who don't like when the finger's being pointed. They don't like that that someone is trying to hold them accountable. So what has Billy been doing? Has he not been holding these guys accountable right now? And then, of course, there's everything that's happening with Zach Levine, right? You've heard Sylvie give out the stats that Zach Levine, the losingest player of anyone with 500 or more games played in the NBA among active players right now. And that shouldn't come as much of a shock based on the teams that he's played in, the situation that he's been in. And I look at some of his contemporaries, and yeah, the Bulls should be winning more games. And and Zach isn't a dependable option in crunch time. Turnovers. I mean, one of the most glaring offenses that he's had this season was a Washington game about a month ago. Bulls are down three, so what does he do off the inbounds? He steps inside the three-point line, with, I believe, less than 10 seconds left to try to get up a shot there. I mean, that's as low basketball IQ as it comes. And that's something that I think comes down to Billy. Are are players receptive to what's happening with Billy Donovan? But what do you think about the Bulls, the direction they're going in right now? Again, great win last night in terms of what this team could be. But is it too little too late right now? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Armand's in Bowling Brook. What's going on, Armand? Man, what's up, man? Uh, I've been a Bulls fan. I'm 21 years old. Been watching since like I guess the D Rose era. So you and I are very similar of... ages, Armand. Because you, you say I've been watching since the D Rose era, 
And pretty much that's when I started watching heavily, I'd say. Yeah. And and that Derrick Rose is what gave me my love for Bulls basketball. Like I watched I'd before agree. Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich, like they were fun. But D yeah. Rose, man, that like that built a fan base of, of people your age and mine. And then when he was out, it was Jimmy Butler. Yes. And the way that he came in and improved every single year, man, like I still support Jimmy in Miami, but Yep. Man, it's I'll, like it's rough right now. Listen, I, I I may have told this story before. I, I was once upon a time told by Jimmy Butler to f off, and he's still one really? of my favorite players in all of sports, not just not just in the NBA, all of sports. It's but anyway, that pedigree that he brings, yeah, man. yeah, go ahead. That's a guy who impacts winning right there. But anyway, what, what were you saying about the Bulls? So yeah, man. Like after last year, um, man, we were looking so nice. Lonzo Ball healthy and you know after he got hurt obviously right um that's when things kind of took a turn but even going into this year we still I, I figured we had the talent to not just struggle to make the play-in but at least be a sixth seed um make the playoffs at least but now like most recently I feel like it was a Toronto loss just what was it last week two weeks mm-hmm. ago where I was yeah. like you know this this was like a playoff atmosphere game where it's like you got to have it against a team that's also you need them to lose in the play-in or, you know, for the standing. So that loss really did it for me. And I was like, you know, let's just give some younger guys some minutes, like Dale and Terry. But, um, you know, like with Billy Donovan, you were saying you're a Billy defender. For me, I never was the biggest fan because I saw what he did in OKC. He blew a 3-1 lead with KD. And all it was was playoff exit after playoff exit in the first round. So my expectations were, sure, we'll make the playoffs, but I didn't expect much. But, you know, after the last six seven years i'm just fine making the playoffs at this point like i was satisfied last year right but i think it might be time to blow it up lonzo ball like after the news was it like he might need another surgery yeah. so at this point like demar is getting older and he's more of an iso player too it just sucks man like rebuild and now it seems like we might need another like i really hope we don't fully rebuild because i man last year gave me some it's been missing, right, that juice, like that playoff atmosphere, that feel, the energy. But I don't know, man. What do you think the direction they're going in? I, I don't like the direction they're in right now, Armand, and appreciate the phone call there. Listen, it, it, nothing is trending in the right way with this Bulls team. And right now the only sliver of hope you have, and it's a 42% chance, by the way. It's a pretty big sliver right there, almost half the pie. But the only glimmer of hope you have right now is the fact that you may find yourself inside the top four. It's the only thing you've got right now, but the only way to do that is to continue to lose games. And last night is one that when you pulled out the the pocket schedule and you were doing your win-loss, if you were were updating it game to game, that's one that you probably pegged as a loss last night. The Bulls went out and took on the road. Nick is in Skokie. What's going on, Nick? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good. What you got for us? Um, So... I think I called a little too early. I meant to call right before Song of the Night for the contest. Mm. So You can I'll, get back in line. Right back. Yeah, I'm going to have to get back in line. Um, here's my thing with Billy Donovan. I told the, the wonderful gentleman that took the call. is Shout out Brendan. Does, yeah, he, he – shout out Brendan, that's right. He serves a purpose, and here's the purpose that I think he serves. If I'm the GM of the Pistons and Billy Donovan is available and I have a young team that's coming up and – they need some discipline, and they need to learn how to play. Billy Donovan, 100%. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. He's going to come in. 
He's going to teach my guys how to be professionals. He's going to, you know, lead the locker room. But then what I think is the issue here is just like players, coaches have peers as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let Billy Donovan walk into the Laker locker room. I'm not going to let Billy Donovan walk into the Celtic locker room just based on how I feel sometimes the mentality is. I think Billy Donovan is a, is a, a big fish in a small you know, pond when it comes to the college game. But in the NBA, I just, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't translate. He's got a feeling about him that I feel it, it hits. And then all of a sudden it's like we're either relying on our players heavily or our coaching staff. And when you say Tyler, he's let some of these leads get away, but he doesn't shoot the ball. I think it kind of goes hand in hand, man, because although coaches don't play, there's something to be said where coaching matters. And when you're at this level, you can't tell me that if Popovich is available or Billy Donovan is available, that they're on the same page. They're not. And with this Bulls team, unfortunately, I think that he has kind of hit the ceiling of what his potential is with the players he's got around him. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think you're right there, Nick. And I appreciate the phone call there. 312-332-3776. You want to get in with a little more Bulls conversation as well. We'll take more of your phone calls. And also, we've got the song of the night coming up next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. in just a little bit. Have your phone ready, too. You're going to want to have your phone ready for this one as well. Talking a little bit of Bulls with you here on Black and Abdallah, guys. We're in earlier today for Greeny from 10 to noon right here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Aki in for them tonight. Mike is in Tinley Park. What's going on, Mike? Hi, guys. Uh, as, as with regard to the Bulls, I think I think Billy Donovan should be let go. He, they're not listening to him. And you know, this, uh, he gets in these conferences after the game, and he's a complete East Coast BSer. They are so soft. It's awful. They're soft. Carnivicious seems to be getting a pass, and I don't know why. He made no he made no trades or any moves at the trade deadline with that team. I mean, what's the excuse there? I mean, they're just, you know, there's no hope there right now. Yeah. No, you're right, Mike. And I've got a point I want to bring up about not just the Bulls, but pretty much every other team that I root for. I'll do that maybe around 7 o'clock right now. Um, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. 312-332-3776, you want to talk Bulls or anything else on your mind, a little bit of football conversation we've had today as well. But now, each night at around 6.50, Black and Abdallah like to bring to you the song of the night. I want Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. So what, we get drunk. So what, we don't sleep. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. 
So what we go out That's how it's supposed to be Living young and wild and free We go to 2011 Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa Young, Wild and Free And why are we doing this? Well, today we are giving away a pair of tickets Not one, but two Two pairs of tickets to see Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa with Too Short, Warren G, Burner, DJ Drama on Friday, July 21st at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in Tinley Park. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. LiveNation.com. But you can win right now. Be caller 10 and caller 20, 312-332-3776. And you will win a pair of tickets to go see Snoop and Wiz with Too Short, Warren G, Burner, and DJ Drama. That's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. For those of you who don't know, this song is from a movie, actually. Some people don't know that. They just know the song. I see Kendra smiling right now like she's seen the movie before. Mac and Devin go to high school, featuring Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg in the movie. Not a bad movie, actually. I believe, what, Mac is the kid and Devin's the adult, if I remember correctly. And it's about this kid who he's he's just doesn't care about school at all. Or no, he does care. He loves school. And De- and Mac, Snoop Dogg, has to come back to school. And he's like a, a drug dealer, but he comes back to school. And then they collaborate to uh, build a science project and like make a... It's like one of those volcano science projects. And it's like Snoop being a bad influence on, on Wiz Khalifa. And, this like, might be a real life. Might be based on their it real might life. Be, yeah. And like at the beginning of the, the movie, like Wiz Khalifa has no tattoos, straight edge kid. And then by the time like Snoop gets his hands on him, like he's got tattoos, he's smoking weed, and then they they collaborate on this science project of building a, a volcano and like it just works somehow. And they use like like stuff with they like I forget exactly what it did they use a bong like to, to make this uh I think you might be right. I think I'm trying to remember. It's been like I haven't seen this movie since like high school, yeah, so like it's been, it's been like wow. ten years probably since yeah, I've seen it. Um, but yeah, this song is this song is like the anthem of that that movie. They, I think they came out with a, a Mac and Devin Ghost, like the Go a second. Out. Yes, I think. Oh, I'm trying to. Uh, I, I think, think it you started right. them, but it was like a second one that came out as well. Yes, and then this is part of the the album Mac and Devin Go to High School. But uh, your song of the night, Young, Wild, and Free, Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa. Check them out at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. When we come back, I want to get to something that I've been, been feeling as a sports fan lately and, and also some players that have been a thorn in your side as well. You respect them. But you also hate them at the same time as well. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports.